0: Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Friday, December 22nd, 2023. Definitely one of the biggest and busiest Fridays of the entire year as we head into Christmas weekend. In fact, you may be listening at the airport or in the car right now, according to travel experts. Today is the busiest travel day of the week. I'm not sure why. If I were traveling, I would go tomorrow, Saturday. But anyway... Today is the busiest travel day of the Christmas holiday. There's also a lot of rain in the West, potentially severe weather, rain, snow in the East forecast for the weekend, and Christmas Day in some places as well, so... Let's all just keep our fingers crossed and hope everything works out for the best. Today, 1222, is Mathematics Day, a day to recognize all that math has and does contribute to so much of our lives and to the world, maybe... Maybe you're keeping busy at the airport doing some math problems. You know, if you're into that, I always say, if I was good at math, I probably wouldn't be a radio host. On the food calendar, just in time for Christmas, today is National Date Nut Bread Day. Show of hands, who eats or makes date nut bread? Yeah, that's what I thought. But tomorrow... Tomorrow is National Bacon Day, and what better day than a Saturday to celebrate and eat bacon? In the headlines this Friday, three days ahead of Christmas. We start off overseas where millions of people in Ukraine will once again spend their Christmas under attack from Russia. And in the Gaza Strip, about 60 miles from the birthplace of Jesus, Hamas has reportedly denied Israel's request for a ceasefire and the release of more hostages. We get the update from American Agenda.
1: So Israel today saying that they discovered a major Hamas command center in the heart of Gaza City. IDF saying that they found a vast underground network used by the terror group to move weapons and other supplies. Our Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen is live in Tel Aviv with an update on the talks and a potential ceasefire in exchange for the release of more Israeli hostages. What can you tell us, Daniel? Yeah, that was a big find by the Israeli forces. uh, Huge. Also, I can tell you this, Hamas is now claiming to have cut off hostage talks after Israel proposed a week-long truce in exchange for 40 women, children, and elderly men who are being held still right now in terror captivity in Gaza. So instead of a pause, Israel is ordering new evacuations for southern Gaza after humbling Hamas in the north.
0: Newsmax Jerusalem correspondent Daniel Cohen in Tel Aviv, Israel ordering evacuations means it's getting ready to launch more strikes in that area. A Washington Post report today says 20,000 people, fighters and civilians alike, have now been killed in the Israel-Hamas conflict, this according to the Gaza Health Ministry. Even though Israel and the United States question the accuracy or don't necessarily believe the Gaza Health Ministry because it's controlled by Hamas... Israel did say weeks ago 1,200 people were killed in the October 7th attack by the terror group. They've also said the IDF has killed thousands of Hamas fighters. We know that unfortunately thousands of civilians have been killed and dozens possibly most likely hundreds of IDF soldiers have been killed as well. Back in Washington, meanwhile, Congress has cleared out and there won't be any further negotiations on aid, you know, money until after the new year, as I noted yesterday. That also includes funding for the border, right? That's the big argument that's been going on funding for the border before funding for Ukraine or anything else. The White House says President Biden spoke with Mexico's president yesterday, national security spokesperson John Kirby. President Biden has asked Secretary of State Tony Blinken, Secretary of Homeland
2: Security Alejandro Mayorkas, and White House Homeland Security Advisor Liz Sherwood Randall to travel to Mexico in coming days to meet with President Lopez Obrador and his team. To discuss further actions that can be taken together to address current border challenges
0: today the president and first lady are making a christmas visit to children's national hospital in washington but for more on the border and the truth of what's really happening there the harsh grim reality no matter what you call it it's an understatement this is newsmax border correspondent jason jones in eagle pass texas
3: guys yesterday we had 12,000 encounters this morning. I had the new numbers leaked to me from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. So we know that every day we're averaging just at your southwest border around 12,000 encounters day in, day out. Now let me show you El Paso, Texas, because remember, this is just what's happening here. Let's go to El Paso real quick. Let me show you more exclusive video and photographs coming in from law enforcement trying to show the American people what's happening. They had 900 apprehensions at just one location and then ultimately being able to take all those people into custody. But, You can see it's not just here. This problem is spread out all across the southwest border. Look at the numbers we've been seeing in Lukeville, Arizona as well. So, look, we're going to be out here all day. I'll keep showing you what's taking place. But, you know, when you, you hear about what's taking place, oh, here comes the group. Now you can see them coming down. This is just the steady thing you see, a steady state of failure back to back down here.
0: The steady state of failure. That's Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones. What you can't see there is the stream of people, the steady stream that just continues to walk across the border. A steady reminder of the state of failure. More from South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman, who spoke about the border with Bianca De La Garza.
4: South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman did not mince words yesterday, posting this on X, saying, quote, surely there's a point at which Biden's deliberate negligence on the border constitutes a high crime. Many would agree. Joining us right now, pleasure to welcome in Congressman Norman. He also serves on the Financial Services Rules and Budget Committees. Good to see you, sir. Good
3: to see you, Bianca. Glad to be with you.
4: Uh, we're glad to have you. Obviously, today we just showed some images of Eagle Pass, where clearly they, uh, the border agents, aren't doing their jobs. Not only they can't even process them anymore; it's, more, it's they can't they can't secure the border. They're not being allowed to do their jobs, and now they're being overwhelmed. You were very clear on what you wrote: the constitution of a possible high crime here. What's it going to take, though, for something to actually stick on this, or, or with Mayorkas, in fact, because the articles of impeachment have been drawn.
3: Well, Bianca, a couple of things. One, this president is violating the oath that he took upon assuming the presidency to protect and defend the United States of America. With this invasion, he has failed to do that. Secondly, uh, financially, the, the money, every time I see an airplane that's flying, Uh, people, uh, illegals all over this country. The taxpayers do not deserve this. We've got 6.2 million encounters at the southwest border since he took office. Uh, It doesn't even include the 1.7 million gotaways. You have over 35,000 criminal convictions entering this country of illegals. Uh, 598 were gang members. Uh, Not to count the fentanyl. 27,000 pounds of fentanyl were seized, uh, which is enough to kill 6 billion people. It's affected my home state of South Carolina, uh, where we found enough in York, South Carolina, to kill the population of the residents of of our great state. So uh, I don't know if this isn't enough to impeach
0: this man. I don't know what is. South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman on Newsline with Bianca De La Garza. Not only do Republicans believe that it's grounds for impeachment, but after the Colorado Supreme Court decision on Donald Trump, some Republican governors think it's grounds to take Joe Biden off the ballot in their state. You could see how this is potentially going to become a huge mess. This is South Dakota Republican Governor Kristi Noem, who some believe is on Trump's list of potential running mates.
5: So the way this is working now, all of a sudden, California is saying, hey, we're going to try and do the same thing that Colorado did. The notice is that they're liberal states. They're run by liberal governors. Texas said, hey, if you want to play that game, given the amount of illegals Biden's allowed through our border, He should be an insurrectionist. And we're thinking about pulling Biden off the Texas primary ballot. Governor, you're governor of a a state, I would call it a red state, solidly red state. Will you do the same if they're allowed to pull Trump off the primary ballot? Will you pull Biden off South Dakota ballot?
6: I'm I'm gonna follow the constitution. And that's what I've done ever since I've been governor, is I do my job with the state constitution, what the U.S. Constitution gives me the authority to do, and I'm not going to overstep that authority because that's when we break this country. So the process for that is certainly going to be through the judicial system, and then the secretary of state has a role. And that's incredibly important for people in this country to remember. Just because the Democrats are willing to do unprecedented things to take away our rights and to deny us the right to vote in an election and elect our leader doesn't mean that Republicans should go out there and conduct activities that aren't correct as well. What it does mean is we need to outsmart them, be strategic. Um, You know, we need to talk in a way that the American people have the scales pulled back from their eyes and they see the hypocrisy for what it is. And then we go out there and we govern and we govern conservatively and show that our policies work. Here in South Dakota, our folks are happy. Uh, you know they're they're thriving. Incomes are going up here faster than anywhere else. Our birth rate is leading the nation because people have hope enough to have babies here and and raise them uh, and know they'll have careers and live out their dreams. Every state can be like South Dakota if you do things right and if you make every decision based from the foundation of the Constitution. So, uh, you know I I will never follow in the pathway of Colorado and California. I will just tell you that's not where I look for my examples. So. I'll look for other people and other leaders that have proven that they know the right thing to do.
5: Governor, uh, we've had you on for a long time. Uh, I think the people know, my audience knows, I think you would be a phenomenal vice presidential pick for Trump. Uh, Has he spoken to you about that at all?
6: Not about that specifically. We talk a lot, though. We talk a lot and uh, he's doing a great job. So, uh, you know, I think that your endorsement means the world to me, Eric. So maybe that's the one that will put me over the top. (laughs) What I want President Trump to do is I want him to pick a vice president that will ensure that he wins. Uh, He needs a vice president that uh, will give him the best resources, the best spokesperson and someone who's smart Uh, that can go out there and help him carry his message of America first. So uh, he needs the best vice president that will help him win. And I'm all in to do whatever he asks me to do, just because he's the guy that's really going to put this country back on track.
5: I think you just checked a bunch of boxes of of yourself there, Governor Kristina. We really appreciate your time. And we'll bring you on when and if that does happen. (laughs) I'm Uh, guessing sooner rather than later. Chrissy, thank you so much.
6: Thank you. Have a wonderful day and Merry Christmas.
0: Wow. Wow. And wow. Possibly some foreshadowing there. I totally agree that she checks the boxes she just mentioned. And she said that she speaks with President Trump often or all the time. Well, Eric, Eric Bowling, speaks with him often as well. Sounded like he kind of knows something there. I don't want to start, you know, any, any rumors or false rumors, but Maybe some foreshadowing. I'd love to end it on that very sweet Merry Christmas salutation from Governor Nome as well. but But I have to talk about Rudy. Talk about being railroaded. Here's Rob Schmidt. Former
1: Mayor Rudy Giuliani, New York mayor, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today after that despicable defamation ruling ridiculous ruling ordering him to pay 148 million dollars in damages to two Georgia election workers just a ridiculous amount of money his political advisor putting out a statement regarding the bankruptcy filing saying it should be a surprise to no one no person could have reasonably received uh, believed, I'm sorry, that uh, Giuliani would be able to pay such a high punitive amount. Chapter 11 will afford Mayor Giuliani the opportunity and time to pursue an appeal while providing transparency for the finances under the supervision uh, of the bankruptcy court to ensure all creditors are treated equally and fairly throughout the process. That's the statement. The mayor joins us tonight back on with us. And, sir, it's good to have you on. Um, you know, ex- explain, uh, explain the reasoning for this. Obviously, was it just out of necessity, and, and where's your head at?
2: Sure. I mean, if you think about it, um, this is uh, I'm very hopeful it's going to be the entire case going to be reversed. But I can't be sure of that. And then the judge in one of our uh, usual acts of complete bias and uh, acting completely inconsistent with the way an honest and decent judge would advise them to uh, not. Comply with the 30-day rule, but to go after my assets immediately. Now, why she's giving advice to people who have nine lawyers, including Wilkie Farr, which is one of the largest law firms in the country, that they're not paying for—that somebody right. with Biden is paying for. Right. I have no idea why she thinks she gives legal advice to them. But uh, I said I've got to protect myself, and I've got to. In essence, protect other people, you know, normal creditors uh, who have normal amounts uh, that are owed because they'd all be wiped out. Uh, and they'd be wiped out before we even got to an appeal. Uh, I How, do, you, how do they go, even I, get I to? I mean, go into bankruptcy. If you take if you take away that um, if you take away that judgment. Uh, I'm actually a pretty fortunate guy. I've got a yeah. decent amount of money. I'm not bankrupt. Uh, but with 148 million, I'm destroyed.
1: Well, it's 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 I, I still don't understand where they how they get that amount. I mean, tell us again, how, how much were these these up. two women were looking for a fraction of that? Uh, that's how screwed up this system is and th- th- this court system is.
2: They made it up because I got a trial uh, that to call it unfair would be generous. I never got to put in a defense. I was basically told that if I testified uh, to my defense, I'd be held in contempt. This judge does like to put people in prison. She She's the one who told the other judges they weren't giving the January 6th people enough time. She's made several out-of-court speeches about her utter contempt for Donald Trump. And she gives advice to the other side, legal advice, to the other side, as she just did. This wasn't the only time she did it, just the most prominent. I mean, I was a law clerk to a federal judge. I never remember him giving advice to one side or the other. Uh, I'm sure nothing will be done to her because that that district court is kind of an embarrassment to America and what they've done to the January 6th people. And I think in our history books— that's going to look an awful lot like the Japanese internment program.
1: The whole system is, is, is falling apart. As, as The response to Donald Trump has been a total collapse, of a, a lot of norms in this country. And this is just another example of it. Mayor, thank you so much uh, thank for joining you. I, us tonight. I'm sure justice will eventually
2: prevail.
0: Rudy Giuliani on Rob Schmidt tonight. $148 million. This is for a guy who was once worth about $40-45 million. And again, this is for defamation. The other day, I featured a segment about the controversial sale of U.S. Steel to Japan's Nippon Steel. I said, it's a big deal. Bob Brooks, who covered the story, who's from outside of Pittsburgh, said... It's a big deal. The White House is now saying, hold on a second. This is a big deal. As you imagine, whenever an American company is taken over by an international company, the deal is heavily reviewed by a variety of government agencies, right? Now the Steelworkers Union is telling the White House it wasn't ever consulted ahead of the announcement. So come January, we should be hearing a lot about the proposed 15, I think it was $15 billion deal that potentially affects thousands and thousands of American employees. All right, be sure to keep up with all the news all day today, all weekend long, available on most major cable systems, and be sure to get signed up for Newsmax+. Plus. Check out NewsmaxPlus.com for a free trial. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy who and what you have. Safe travels. And don't forget the reason for the season. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app.
6: Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.